Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Batch Report, where we are talking about The Bachelorette Australia, Season 7, Episode 7. Yes, and this episode gets started off with a one-on-one date. Yes, so Millie, one of the new intruders, I still call them new intruders, they've been around for a couple weeks now, but she was one of the people that came in later. She gets a one-on-one date, and she is so young. Yeah, she kind of resembles Holly a little bit. I think, like her, the way she behaves. A little bit. I guess you could say that. Like a younger version. I actually feel like Millie is almost like a younger sister. Like she seems like a younger sister to like Holly or Brooke or someone versus. Anyway, they go out and play in the snow. Yes. A winter wonderland. They have snow angels. They have snowmen. And they like paint this backdrop with mountains. I don't know if that's like. Like a normal theme park that you can go to, or no? They... I think they set it up just okay. for them. Because I know Australia doesn't have a ton of snow. Well, especially during. I'm trying to remember. So this would have been filmed, probably I would say March. They have opposite seasons, so March would be similar to like September weather, like fall weather. Yeah. Here. So there probably wasn't any snow, like real snow, anywhere in Australia at that point in time. Yeah, because it gets pretty hot in Australia, from what I understand. Yes, so it was a fun little winter fake snow thing. land. Um, and then which they, they did like uh, snow angels. Yeah, which was funny because the snow was like probably an inch. Yeah, it was like no snow. But then they like get to cuddle up on a couch and have like I'm assuming it was hot chocolate because it was something in a steaming cup, either that or tea, and they watched the movie Grease. Okay, so I actually felt like I wasn't getting a ton of, like, romantic um, chemistry. Mm -hmm. I was getting, like, very much, uh, I don't know, like, friendship kind of, but not really friendship. That's why I was saying it was like a little sister kind of thing almost. Like, yeah. oh, like, I'm going to hang out and we're going to, like, watch movies and do snow angels, but it's not. They kissed, too, didn't they? Um, yes. So it wasn't like little sister. It was something else. Maybe it was little sister. It's I don't know. It's just weird. She but, does get her a rose though. And she does. Millie does say that she's looking for something serious, and that what you see is what you get. Kind of thing. She's like, I know I'm young, but like I'm looking to settle down. Like I'm looking for this. And even though she's saying it, I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, I know a lot of girls from back in the day that said they were ready to settle down, like when they were still in high school. Oh, I remember feeling like. Right out of high school being like, I could get married at like 20, 21 and like be perfectly happy. And then by the time I was actually like 20, 21, I was like, I don't want to be married right now. I like, know. It's like, what the do whole you mean? Like, an <laughs> it's a whole oyster. <laughs> yeah. So Millie gets the rose and they go right into the group date, which is they call it Mardi Gras. But from what I gathered, Mardi Gras in Australia is basically like gay pride. 
parade type thing that we have here in America. Yeah, because they all dress up like we would in like San, San Francisco, Francisco for like Pride. So they basically split them into two teams. There's like Team Disco, and I think the other one is called like Team Rainbow or something. So and honestly, like they didn't even pick their own outfits. Jamie Lee picked all the outfits. Well, on so. Team Rainbow. Yeah. So on Team Disco, Holly took the lead. She did all the choreography. She told them like how to make the float, how to make the sets. Like she was the leader. And then on Team Rainbow, Jamie Lee kind of took the lead and was doing the same thing where it was like, here's your outfits. Here's the choreography. Here's how we're doing the float. Like, I didn't know if it was like a volunteer thing or if they were like pressured into doing it. Well, I know that Holly works in marketing and I think like she's taken dance classes. Like it was something she felt comfortable being yeah. the leader of. It just seems like a lot of extra anxiety for no. Like I don't see how, you know, you put it all together and then you're just. I just have worked in situations mm. where you're an integral part of the creation of something, and then you know you're always worried about how it's ha ha when it's happening. You're always like anxious. Yeah. Like, you're never, like, having fun. Like, even if you're pretending to have fun, you're not, you know. Some people, I guess, do get off on that. And when I say get off, I mean, like, they thrive on that yeah. type of thing. But I never feel like it's, like, a genuine fun. It's more like a high. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, know? my gosh, I put this together yeah. and now it's going smoothly. And it's this never is like, like you, it's never like you're a part of it. It's always like. I'm getting off on this type mm -hmm. of thing. So I don't know if that's the type of feeling they were getting from it or like, was it a selfless act? Like they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? Well, I'll here's the thing. This. So I wonder if they thought that one team was going to win and one was going to lose and that if they took the lead, they'd be more likely to get like one-on-one -on -one time at the end of it. Right. Like that's probably why they chose to step up in Which that it, way. It turns out Brooke wasn't even looking at who took the project manager role. Well, she didn't even do one-on-one -on -one time or pick a winner. Yeah. It was just, like, a fun thing. She did pick a best costume, didn't she? Uh, I don't I don't believe so. Um, Holly gets a rose. Holly does get a rose. But that's later. Yes. Um, so, I know Jamie Lee partially said the reason she was, like, taking the lead is she wanted to pick out everyone's outfits and make sure she looked the best. Yeah. Or it's kind of like, okay. But they did make Conrad be... Uh, Queen Kiki. Yeah. That's what they called him. With like a big Queen a Kiki. I wonder if that's a famous and like, That must be a famous person. Well, he said there. he had done drag before and I'm assuming his oh drag name gosh, is Kiki. Oh my gosh, Conrad did drag. I forgot <laughs> he said that. That's so funny. So I'm assuming he like goes by Kiki when he does drag or something. I don't know. So Conrad reminds me of Evan Peters from American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah. Which he also did drag, right? His character. In the show, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, probably pretty fitting. Yeah. Um, so, before we talk about the cocktail party, we are going to take a quick second to talk about our sponsors. If you follow me on social media, you have probably seen me do an unboxing for Parade. And I have been so excited to be able sh to share, like, a promo code with you. For this, this has been something that I have just been pumped about since the second they became a sponsor. So Parade is all about self-expression, inclusivity, and diversity, and they want everyone to feel comfortable and confident in their underwear, which is amazing because I hate going to the store, trying on underwear once I get home, and like finding out that it's like 
too tight on my butt or like too big on my waist. And with Parade, I feel like I get the perfect fit and it's super comfortable every single time. So they are super affordable and just so comfortable and soft that you'll forget you're wearing them. And they have sizes that range from extra small to triple XL. And they have something for everybody. So you name a size, a style, or a color, and Parade has it. Speaking of styles, I'm currently wearing the Sport Plus thong, and it is, like I said, literally the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn in my entire life. Plus, Parade uses recycled fabrics, biodegradable packaging, and is on the road to carbon positivity. That's better than carbon neutrality. That's positivity. So also, they donate 1% of all sales to causes that you can personally choose from, like reproductive rights, racial equity, and LGBTQ communities. So upgrade your underwear drawer like I did with Parade. Head to your parade.com slash batch report and use code batch report to get 20% off your first order. That is Y-O-U-R-P-A-R-A-D-E dot com slash batch report report code batch report for 20% off your first order. That is yourparade.com slash batch report code batch report. Warby Parker is another brand that you've heard me talk about on social media, and they are also a sponsor for this week's episode. So don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. I'm sure you've heard me like post about Warby Parker. I'm always like trying on the glasses, having you guys vote which ones are your favorite. And you can do your own home try-on super easy. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. They offer eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. And glasses start at just $95, including prescription lenses. So you can try Warby Parker's free home try-on programs where you order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. And there's absolutely no obligation to buy. They ship for free, include a prepaid label for return shipping. And you know, you can use our code where you can try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash batch report. So first you must take a quiz and you get like paired with what glasses would be best for you. You can swap them out. So you pick your five, you get them sent to you, you pick your favorite. I know I did five pairs of glasses on my home, like try on on Instagram and how do you guys vote? And then I ended up choosing the one that you voted the most on and then chose it in a different color. So if you check social media the next week, you'll be able to see me in the glasses that I chose, which I'm super pumped about. So like I said, try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash batch report. Welcome back. So now we are on to the cocktail party, which the first thing I wrote about this cocktail party was Brooke Cooch out. Um, because she had a dress that had like a very high slit, but it was like a, like a leotard type thing, like a bodysuit with a skirt. And it was a very, um, like a narrow cut leotard. So I feel like her cooch was on display a little bit. Yeah, it sure looked that way. <laughs> but it's very it was, uh, provocative. But it was also flattering. It was like, very flattering, yeah. It worked. I think she's slightly shorter, like 5'6", probably. So, oh, I always assumed she was like at the tallest 5'5", five, five, like probably 5'3 five, to 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Because she wears one. heels, so I assume that with heels she's probably 5'6". Like, yeah, so like it looks very flattering on her. Mm-hmm. Like she has a good figure for that particular dress. Uh, so she did actually think Holly stood out at the parade? Yes. Yeah, that's what I've got here. So She pulls her aside first. They kiss. Yeah, Holly so it, gets a rose. Yeah, and it, so it actually looks like Holly's 
efforts paid off. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like Jamie Lee. Oh my gosh, Jamie Lee is like fretting, and she's like, "Brooke, better come talk to me. Brooke, better come talk to me." But yeah. she's like not making any effort to go talk to Brooke, and then finally Brooke goes to talk to Jamie Lee, and she's like, "Come on." Yeah. Like, whatever she said was like, okay, let's get this over with, like, yeah, come with me kind of deal. And it was kind of like, okay, this is, like, bad communication, guys. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, waiting for Brooke. And the whole time we're like, why is she waiting for Brooke? Like, like if you have something important to say, go get your time. It's like you're on a Bachelorette reality show. And I guess since there's never been a Bachelorette reality show, mm-hmm. it's like, You've never seen because there's probably a different dynamic between men and women and women and women, right? Mm. Like, I'm sure it's more of a waiting game, maybe. I don't know. So, Jamie Lee does eventually get Brooke's attention, but she waits to tell Brooke comes and pulls her aside still. Yeah. And then it was like this weird thing where like Brooke was kind of rude about it. But then once they sat down, Jamie Lee's like, oh, like I didn't realize, like, she tries to basically clear the air again. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, I feel like they're both being slightly immature here because it makes um, Brooke look like she's not willing to move past something. But it makes Jamie Lee look immature in the fact that she's like bringing the same thing up. So it's almost like she's not there for the right reasons. But Brooke does forgive her. And or she says she does. Yeah. I was like, I wrote that they're just not compatible communication wise. Like the way they communicate with each other is not going to lead to a healthy relationship. It's like kind of angsty. And like petty. And they're not even together. Yeah. You know, like if this happened after like 10 years of in a relationship, I'd be like, they should probably go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm but, like, if this is starting out before you even in a relationship, like. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah, exactly. So Jamie Lee does give Brooke a scrapbook of like them first meeting in the Bachelor Mansion before and like them hanging out outside of the Bachelor Mansion. Which then, was a very heartwarming thing. And then she left blank pages at the end because she's like, I don't think this is the end of our story. So I left yeah. blank pages. It was very nice. That's a great way to like try to mend or try to fix what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that. That Brooke hasn't moved further along with other people. Oh, she definitely has. Has kind of left Jamie in the, you know what I mean? In the well, dust. then we go on to the rose ceremony, and Jamie Lee is the last name called, even after the photo album. Yeah, and sh- Jamie Lee's been actually putting in quite a bit of effort. The last, know? I mean, the last two weeks at least, since her one-on-one date, I feel like she kind of fell on the wayside for a while, and then they had the good one-on-one date. And then the thing with Ryan kind of clouded that up. And now she's, like, yeah. really working to get back. I don't know. Back. Like, she seems like she almost feels guilty. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you didn't do anything with Ryan. Yeah. You know, like, you did nothing. You didn't kiss him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, body language, flirtation is almost sub- on subconscious level. Like, to a certain extent, you didn't pursue that. So, like, I don't see why you should feel so bad about yourself for being physically attracted to somebody. Even if she wasn't, I don't, I'm not saying she was physically attracted, but the worst case scenario is that she was physically attracted to her. To yeah. Him. Do you see what I mean? So, that doesn't deserve, that's not like something you should feel ashamed about, you know? So, we do say goodbye to both Steve and Tej, which neither really surprised me. Neither have had a one on one date at this point in time. Um, I like both of them, but 
obviously Brooke wasn't going to pick either in the end. Yeah, Brooke is definitely leaning more toward others. So I was going to ask you who you would guess would be in the final three as of now. Well, I think I wasn't going to say Holly, but I'm starting to think Holly. Like she really does seem to have taken I actually put Holly in my top three at this point in time too. Which I still don't, I still think Brooke is further ahead in like, her emotions and feelings mm-hmm. for Holly than Holly is for Brooke. Like, I still think Brooke is on the fence, which is really weird because... You mean Holly is on the fence? Holly, yeah. I think yeah. because Brooke is, like, almost seems, like, fully invested in Holly, whereas, like, Holly, to I, me, comes off as a little bit standoffish. I think Holly's getting there. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she is enjoying herself. And I think she's putting in effort now, more so yeah. than she was. Not, like, a ton of effort, but, yeah, she's, she's putting in a moderate amount of effort. I'm so, like judging the amount of effort. I'm like she's probably doing putting in a lot of effort actually. So I put in I put Holly and then I also put Conrad and I put Darvid. But then I remember Luca is there too. Luca's the guy newcomer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be top 3 in my top 3. Who so you would do Holly, you would do Luca, Luca and then um I I probably do Conrad or Darvid. Probably Conrad cuz Darvid is like um I feel like he's kind of fallen into the... She um, calls him first almost every time, though. And they she? make out okay. at almost every cocktail party. Okay, so if she's got a really strong attraction to him. So. I think she's most physically attracted to Darvid over, like, anyone else there. Yeah, we'll see on Conrad, because, like, I feel like they do have a really awesome connection. But I am getting vibes from Conrad that he could very easily do one thing that just ruins what they have. Or what I'm more concerned about with Conrad, so next week is Hometowns, or this, technically this week. So this week is Hometowns, and I'm really curious as to if her family likes Conrad. Yeah, and I've actually been really impressed with the way Conrad has handled um, conflict so Mm -hmm. far. You know, like he hasn't done like anything uh, rash you know, like yeah. he hasn't like scolded or put anyone down or belittled people. So I feel like he's being like a genuinely good person. Whereas like Darvid's like, oh, this person got mad at me for taking time. Well, now I'm definitely taking more time. And I'm yeah. definitely like. Darvid's a selfish human being in a way. Whereas Conrad's like, okay, they ruined my moment, but I'm not going to let that ruin my night. Like Conrad's like, this is unfortunate that this happened, but I'm going to move forward in a positive And make the best of what to, I like, can. get more time and let bygones be bygones it's kind of like i think if you were like conrad's the type of person to believe an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind Mm -hmm. you know like he's that type of personality i think where he's like even though you've kind of offended me like i'm just going to like let that brush off okay so you know how i mentioned i think it was last week about the instagrams how like the production was like in control of everyone's Instagram pages. Yeah. So they started giving back all the Instagrams to the people that have been booted so far. And something I noticed this past week is that Beck and Carissa have posted photos with each other like every day. Beck and Carissa, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm wondering if we'll get a bachelorette relationship with Beck and Carissa. That's kind of cool. Which, I really liked Beck a lot and I'm, I was sad to see her and go. And I really liked Carissa as well. Yeah. So, you know. There was not really much going on with um, Brooke and Beck. So. Yeah. But I did find Beck, like, 
um, she was a contender when I first saw her, right? Like, mm-hmm. when I saw her, I was like, oh, man, like, if she wanted to, she could be a contender. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's exciting. So we'll talk to you all later this week for another episode. Ciao. Bye.